it's Ananda and Mira and welcome back to, to Fake, Fake Adulting. Adulting. We have a very, very special fun guest today. We can go ahead and let him introduce himself. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you all remember when we had Molly on our podcast a couple weeks ago. That was like four episodes ago. This is Molly's dad. That's right. That is my claim to fame, yeah. <laughs> that I am Molly's dad. Molly's dad. Without, it's a great place to be. I wouldn't be anybody if it wasn't for Molly. Aww. <laughs> and we know you as Donnie Love. I was I was Donnie Love for many years on My Talk 1071 with Lori and Julia, a name that they assigned to me. Really? They did. I didn't, I didn't pick it. Well, they we'll have to, to definitely get into that All in a second right. here. So... As always, our first question is, how are you really today? I am great today because I spent six days on the beach in Florida and just got back last night. Oh, my Lucky. goodness. Welcome to the snow <laughs> and the yes. cold. <laughs> yes. Well, when we saw the news that you guys were getting seven inches a couple of days ago, we just kind of chuckled. Wow. Yeah, because we were over here freezing. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. I would totally take a beach vacation right now. That would be incredible. Um, how are you really, Ananda? Um, I'm really good as well. I had a fun little weekend in Chicago, so I just flew in a couple hours ago, actually. And it was a fun time to just like let go and enjoy. And I visited one of my really good friends, Gabe, who goes to school at Roosevelt in Chicago right now. So that felt really fun. That was really good. But I'm definitely excited to be back. It's time to get back into the schedule. You know how I am when I'm thrown out of my routine. So we're here. We're ready to record. Mira, how are you really? Well, I've been in Minnesota. So <laughs> oh, that's too bad. <laughs> that is too bad. <laughs> I have not been anywhere cool. I've been working every single day. Um, I have a headache. And um, my car broke down this weekend. So wow, Bummer. I'm doing my best. But that's what fake adulting is. Yes, that is true. We turn it around. You pay but for I'm the doing, repairs. Right, right. I not work. our parents. No, I paid for every cent of it. It was wonderful. I loved <laughs> well, it. Good for you. I loved it. That's wonderful. I love being an adult. It's yes. great. Um, but we're doing really good tonight because we are in a new space. We have, you can probably tell our audio is a lot better than usual. Oh, yeah. We upgraded, <laughs> y'all. We are in the Sound Nice studio. So we will um, be posting that. You will see all about that. And you'll probably hear us in here a lot more going forward. So yeah. we're excited for this new partnership. We're excited <laughs> to see where it's going to go. No more voice memos. No more voice <laughs> memos. You just exposed us. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. They still listened back then. Incredible. Well, let's jump into it because we have lots of questions for you today. Okay. So just start us off with telling us about who you are, where you're from, and we'll start there. Wow. Where I'm from. Well, I was born overseas. Really? I was born on the island of Malta in the Mediterranean Sea. For real? For real. No, wow. Molly knows all about this. Wow. So Continue. I, uh, my, my father was in the British Army, and uh, at the time, Malta was a colony of Great Britain. So okay. it was time for me to come out. So there I was, born <laughs> on the you island were, of Malta. Right on the island. <laughs> yes. And then uh, my, with my older brother and my parents, then we moved to England, and we lived in England for a few years. And then uh, we came here to the States, as they say. And... Uh, became American citizens. Wow. I, st I have my I have my little citizenship paper with my fifth grade photo on it. Your little blue signature. passport? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's actually, it actually looks like a diploma. 
Okay. That's your, that's your, so when I got a passport, that's what I had to show, that oh. I was an American citizen. So I can never be president. You can never be president. No, sorry. It's My con- dad can't either. Constitution <laughs> said, oh, where was your dad born? My dad's from Ecuador. So he oh, also okay. recently became a citizen a couple of years ago, but I was younger, so I don't remember any of the, yeah, yeah. any of how that went. But So I grew up in New York City. Awesome. Uh, got there awesome. at the age of five and went all the way through high school. And then uh, big brother went off to college and uh, he's six years older. And I, I, he came back and I thought, I want to do that too. Yeah. So <laughs> I also went away to college and that was pretty much it. Once I went away to college, I never went back to New York City to live. But I loved growing up there. It was a fabulous place sure. to grow up. That so, be so cool. Yeah. That sounds incredible. What school did you go to? Well, I, I ended up going to the University of Kentucky, of all places. But <laughs> you left New York City for Yes, Kentucky. I did, and uh, because uh, they had a very good broadcasting program, okay. which I already knew I wanted to do. Yeah. What, what made knew, you decide you wanted to do that? I knew from a pretty young age. I, I bet I was 10 or 11 when I knew that I wanted to do something like being on the radio. Mm-hmm. And you just like, did, was it that you felt comfortable speaking? Was it that you liked... Uh, it was no, you know what? It was the music. Okay. I just, I just love the music. I constantly had the radio on in my room when I would walk around in those days. It was yeah. a long, long time ago. People would walk around with what were called transistor radios, mm-hmm. and okay. you just walk around with a radio, and you yeah. had it on all the time. And I was listening really? to the music stations all the time, and I would write down the top ten songs of the week, and I just, just loved it. I was always listening wow. to the radio. That's so, so awesome. you know, by the time I was 16, I said, yeah, that's definitely what I want to do. So I want to go to a college that's got a good broadcasting program. That's and did you um, did you get any scholarships when you applied to the school? Or did uh, you I didn't out? get a scholarship, but I got a pretty good deal because uh, I got a, a grant. And the good okay. thing about a grant is you don't pay it back. Right. So the deal was you work for the for the radio station, the school radio station for 12 hours a week. And then everything was paid for. Oh, my gosh. So I did a Friday night, 6 to midnight, and then Sunday noon to 6. That's wow. And uh, that's how I learned to run the board and learned to do announcing yeah. and all that. And they, So they, what does, like, a broadcasting degree consist of? Like, what do you do to... Well, it, it can be different things. It could be some of it. It could be broadcast journalism for those okay, people yeah. who want to go into that. Mm-hmm. There's even broadcast advertising if you want to go that way. Uh, but I wanted to go into music, and there, it, the program really wasn't designed for what I wanted to do, which was to be, let's face it, a disc jockey. That's what <laughs> I wanted to do. So after two years, I realized I'm not doing what I want to do. Yeah, for So sure. much to my parents' chagrin, my $10 <laughs> word for you, um, <laughs> I said, I'm not going back in the fall. Wow. Um, I had been working at the campus station, and I had a tape. And there was only one top 40 station in the entire Lexington area. One. Everything else was country. And this boy from New York City was not doing country. (laughs) So I I walked in the door. uh, It was about 30 miles outside of town. And I said, I have a a tape here. Do you have any openings? And he did. Oh, my gosh. And he said he made me read a couple of commercials. And he listened to my tape and said, you got the job. And how old were you when this happened? Nineteen. That's my age. <laughs> I feel inspired to do the 19, same. Nineteen, and my first professional <laughs> job at the wow. huge sum of ninety dollars a week. Now, keep in mind, 
you have to figure for inflation. It's it's of a course, nowadays yeah, it's a lot that's more than true. ninety dollars yeah. a week, but at the time that's what I got ninety dollars. Wow. That's awesome. And so your parents were like, "That's fine, drop it." No, a, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It it took especially my mom. God rest her. She, my dad was like, "Ah, whatever." But my mom had this this dream <laughs> of me being a a, a famous journalist. Because okay. I, I, I've always been able to write well. Mm-hmm. Can't do math, can't do physics, none of that stuff, but I could always write well. So she wanted to be a newspaper reporter or something like that. I wasn't interested. But I got to tell you, years later, oh, her, her tune changed really? when would she would say to her friends, you know, that's my son on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> of course, and they finally turned. She's so proud of you. I yeah, she, she. Oh, I love that. Yeah, she loved it after all. So, and she knew that I was, I was loving what I was doing, and that's yeah. the main thing. That's I was, what's most important. I was not going to have a job or a career that I had to drag myself to work every day. For sure, for sure. That's kind of what Mira's doing now. Like yeah. you're not in school, but she's totally pursuing what she loves. And yeah, I had the same kind of situation. I deferred acceptance to DePaul University, so I was supposed to be there this fall. Mm, good and school. Was, yeah, mm-hmm. I was super excited, <laughs> but then I was like, oh, "Just kidding, mom. I'm not going to do that." And, She's very supportive on the outside. Yeah, how did that go over? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if she what loves that. Is but. your plan to start at some point? Oh, so, yeah, I guess I, I'm just sitting around. I just, I just don't want to do anything. No, I am a photographer. So I got an internship with this super awesome photographer, and I was learning from her all summer. Um, I really want to be a, a wedding photographer and oh. eventually, like, get into destination weddings. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, and then with COVID, I just was like, uh, yeah, I don't yeah. really want to pick So you and Molly though. share the photography bug. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's uh, got a real eye for it. So. Yeah, she does. Totally yeah. does. She took some pictures of us that yeah. were really fun. Yeah. We'll have to do another one of those shoots with for her sure. very soon. For Molly, sure. <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> oh, she'll be listening. You for sure. She'll probably call me on the way <laughs> home. <laughs> How did it go, Dad? Oh, my God. <laughs> we love that. It's actually a pretty good impression of her. <laughs> so well, you were in... Kentucky. Yes. And you had your first professional job there. Yes, yes. And what eventually brought you to Minneapolis? How many years did you stay there? Not, uh, not, not that long. Um, I left Kentucky in, uh, like, I, I'd been there less than a year at that station. Okay. And then I moved on. I, I moved on to a station in Mississippi, right on the Gulf, right on the really? Gulf Coast wow. of Mississippi. You had your time in the South. I did have my time <laughs> in the South, and uh, I was just thinking the other day when we were in Florida. It's that I remember when we, I was on the Gulf Coast of Mississippi, and on Christmas Day it was seventy-five degrees, no, and I wasn't you. used to that being from <laughs> being yeah, from New York. Of course. So I was in Mississippi for a couple of years, and then I got a job in Iowa. In the Quad Cities. You know okay. where that is? Yeah. No. No. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> it's a Davenport and Moline. Yeah. and the, it's, it's the only place in the country where the Mississippi River goes east and west. Because got it's got it. a little like, a little bump. It does a little, little, little jog. dance. There yes, we go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I got a job there. And then uh, a guy who I was working with, he got a job in Minneapolis. And he said, stay in touch with me. And he uh, introduced me. I went up to for a visit. Mm-hmm. And he introduced me to the program director. And we just kind of stayed in touch, stayed in touch. And six months later, he called and said, I've got an opening mm-hmm. for somebody to do 9 to noon on my top 40 station. Would you like the job? Wow. And I've been here ever since. Mm-hmm. And you love it. Oh, yeah. Favorite city yeah. out of all those cities or maybe New York? Well, I wasn't. Hmm. You know, it's different. I was a, I was a kid. 
in yeah. New York. So I had a kid's eye view. Mm-hmm. For sure. But uh, I didn't really live anywhere else long enough. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I, I kind of fell in love with Minneapolis the first visit. Yeah. And I knew I wanted to be in a city like this. She yeah. has an effect on people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know why? Because of the arts, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. the sports, mm-hmm. the restaurants, all of that stuff, very much like New York. For yeah. sure. And I grew up with all of all of that. You That's know? why we're the Minneapolis. The mini. That apple. never really caught on, did it? No. I I'm going to see if we can bring it back, Mira. Okay, fake that's adulting, my, that's our mission. That's my goal. <laughs> I remember the logo. Is it the apple with the snow on top? Yep, you know? and then yeah. they have the cherry and the spoon that yeah. they kind of people would make fun <laughs> that that's the apple. It just, it never really added up. <laughs> yeah, it, it, no, it didn't quite work. Yeah. Wow, so out of all of those professional gigs that you had, where... Did you feel like every time you would move on to a different company, you were moving up in a way? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think so. And by the time I got to the Quad Cities, that that particular radio station had a reputation for sending people on to what's called a major market, mm-hmm. okay. and that's a city, a, a market in the top twenty population wise. So think of it as a AAA baseball team, okay. and the next step is the majors. She and doesn't get that reference. You don't get that. Okay. I, I can understand that. Well, you got it. the major leagues one. and then the top level of the minor leagues. From there, you go to the it's big like, leagues. It's, it's like, like going Broadway. from stages to children's to Broadway. <laughs> gotcha. That's a language that is a I very speak. Very good analogy. <laughs> very good analogy. I like that. So, anyway, I knew a lot of people had made the, you know, made that jump. So I figured it's a good jumping off place, and, and then it worked. Wow. And yeah. how long were you at Talk Radio? Because that's where you kind of got. The word out in Minneapolis. I kind of fell in, into that by accident, really. Okay. I'd been doing music radio all along. I, I happened to be at, I was doing weekends at KS95 as, as Don Michaels, KS95. Ooh. And um, a good friend of mine was at the AM talk station. And uh, he said somebody was going to be gone on a vacation or something. And he said, why don't you just jump in and fill in on this group? There were about five people. Okay. And I did it a couple of times and thought, wow, this is really cool. I, I, I like doing this talk thing. So essentially, sorry. No, but, but that was just, I just filled in and then I went back yeah. to doing the music thing. And uh, then I, uh, I got word that the radio, the company had uh, bought a, a station in New Richmond, Wisconsin. And they were going to, mm. you know, they bought the station. They were going to move the studios into St. Paul, but they didn't know what the format. They didn't know what they were going to do with it. And the woman who runs it came up with the idea of what's missing in radio. You got country, you got jazz, you got you got all of that. You have talk, but most of it is either sports or political. So if you don't want to listen to either of those, and you happen to be a woman between twenty-five and Mm fifty-four years old, and you don't want to hear music all the time, what's your alternative? Maybe you don't want to go to public radio all the time. And so she came up with this idea to do uh, a pop culture-based talk format. Had never been done. Wow. To this day, guys, there's over 13,000 radio stations in this country. My talk is the only station that does what it does, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, which is pop culture talk. Wow. Other stations may do a couple hours here, a couple hours there, Mm -hmm. but we're still the only one. 24 hours. 24 hours, seven days a week, 365. That's oh, super cool. And we really didn't know what the heck we were doing when we started because <laughs> there was no no playbook. Nobody yeah, had ever done sure. it before. Right. So we just all of us that were there from the beginning, we all had to figure it out as we went along. And it took, a you know, a long time before the station 
became successful, but a new general manager came in, really, really smart guy by the name of Dan Seaman. They brought a new program director in, Amy Daniels, and uh, that's what turned the corner for, wow. for my talk. And essentially, what is the format for those, at, like for the hours that you were on the radio? What you know, do you each, talk about? each show decide that, decided that for themselves. Okay. Uh, there wasn't, okay, here's what you're all going to do. A, B, C, D. Each station has its own interests. Uh, our show had, Lori and Julie had their interests. There were mm -hmm. things that they weren't interested in. And so they just focused on the things that they wanted to talk about. Okay. okay. And a lot of that was the, the very much into books. So we did a lot of stuff with, we would have almost an author a week. So they had to do a lot of reading. Wow, that's yeah. a lot of reading. It's a lot of reading. And, uh, you know, a lot of uh, they would, movies and television. And, uh, you know, that's kind of where they were. But they also liked the gossip factor of it. For you know, sure. Real Housewives, that kind of stuff. <laughs> How did you become Donny Love? Uh, okay. So uh, they came to me and said, we're, we're going to put on this, this. We're buying this station in New Richmond, but until we move it in, it's still in New Richmond. We need somebody to just do a, and it was a classic country station, so it means older country music. Mm -hmm. Like Blake Shelton? Oh, no, much older mm -hmm. than that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no. watching The Voice right now, so that's no. the only country I know. No. <laughs> you, I, you, I, I could mention names, but you wouldn't know who they were. Got it. You know, this was more... <laughs> 60s, like, like, 1960s. Like Thomas Rhett? <laughs> yeah, no, not Thomas <laughs> Rhett, although he's good. Anyway, so they said, we need somebody to just go out there and do three hours of a morning show and then take care of putting the commercials into the system. You want to do that? Well, I was living in Richfield at the time, so mm -hmm. I took the job 55 miles each way. So I got up at uh, 3.30 in the morning. Oh, my gosh. I drove 55 miles. What? Did my three hours on the air plus whatever commercials, and usually by noon I was done. I done. I go home. So you really love go your to job. sleep. <laughs> and, yeah, but I had no idea if it was going to work out. Not right. a clue. Sure. Because they they still didn't say what they were going to do with the station. And this was already this was for talk, right? It was already like growing at this time, or well, when when they gave me that job, they hadn't still had not decided what they were going to do. Okay, gotcha. Uh, it wasn't until probably May or so. And I started in Jan the right after New Year's Day. So January 2nd, I was going out there. And I was out there till May. And of then, what year? Uh, 2002. Okay. And then the program director came to me and said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do this for format. Explained it all to me. And he said, <laughs> he said we're going to bring in these two ladies. And they've never done radio in their lives. Wow. Never set foot into a radio studio <laughs> I don't think so anyway. And they need somebody with a lot of experience that can help captain the ship. And that was you. And that was me. Yeah. And I could still remember sitting in his office waiting and I heard I could hear their voices coming down the hall. <laughs> Immediately I'm thinking, Good Lord, what have I got myself oh, into? No. And the first thing they did was make fun of my shoes. I didn't think there was anything wrong with them. They made fun of my shoes. <laughs> and they actually knew somebody. It's, it, was the, it was either Don Love or they actually had somebody in their circle of friends that had that name. Mm -hmm. oh. And they said, that's what we're going to call you. Donnie Love. So I said, okay. okay. Wow. So I embraced the role. 
Wow. What, what are you going to do? It. Yeah, for sure. And we wow. went on the air on the 10th of June, 2002. And, like, you know, <laughs> they had deer in headlights look on their yeah. face. They were very, very nervous. And it was the three of you. you it was the three of us. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. what's, like, talk show etiquette over... Who's speaking when? When do you... Into, you Actually, know? that's a very good question. Now, my role as a, as a producer and kind of like the, the third wheel, I had to be careful where I was coming in and out. For sure. One analogy I once used is that those two were like two cars on a freeway going 75 miles an hour. Okay. <laughs> I'm coming in on the entrance ramp. Keeping up with them for a couple of miles, and then I go off the exit. For sure, there we go, there you go. So what the, 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 what you really want to avoid is crosstalk. It, to me, in talk radio, it's one of even on television, it's one of the single most annoying things, where people are talking at the same time. Yeah. And so you can't hear what anybody is saying. For sure. And I still hear it today. I I'll watch the GMA or the Today Show, and it's. What are you guys doing? <laughs> Let somebody finish. For sure. And I will say it, it took a while to learn the how to do that. Uh, so they got better at it. I got better at it. One interesting thing is that our studio, I could only see one person because of the way it was built. So Lori would be in what they called the captain's chair. <laughs> And she would always sit there unless she was gone. So she would sit there. So I could see her like I'm seeing you. But Julia yeah. was around the corner. Could not see her. Huh. So it just, you learned how to work with not seeing somebody yeah. and just the feel of the conversation. Yeah. And sometimes if I wanted to interject, I would hold up my hand. Mm -hmm. And so Lori could, could see me and that I wanted to say something. And she would say, yeah, Donnie, does it, is this something you wanted to add? Yeah, gotcha. So, but it, it, it's it's not easy to do because there is a tendency to just jump imagine. in and jump in. Yeah, because you have the thought, you're thinking in, you have to say it before you forget. That's why I have my notes here. <laughs> trying to... You guys are doing great. Thank you. I think you may have a few... <laughs> wow, did you rehearse that? <laughs> we tried. We, you may we have actually... Who was it? It's years of interrupting each other, but it's finally <laughs> started to even out a little bit. Years of, you know, you know, like uh, when you're in a big friend group and... Um, Six girls just screaming. You, you have just to have to talk louder so that <laughs> everybody else I stops talking. <laughs> We've dropped some of them throughout I, the day. <laughs> I do remember what it was like when Molly <laughs> was in high school to have six girls in my house all trying to get yeah. their hair done in the yeah. bathroom at the same time. I bet it smelled amazing. <laughs> uh, uh, so loud. Were you already doing talk radio? Like you were because Molly's older than us. But Well, when Molly came along, I was still doing music radio. Oh, okay. Yeah, she was born okay. in 93. Yeah, and where, you were in Minneapolis. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, my son was born in 89, and Molly came along four years later, and it was, you know, something that we we wanted them to be four years apart. That's smart. Because a four-year-old is a lot more independent than a three-year-old. Yeah, yep. that's true. Words to live by. <laughs> we'll have to pass the message along. Yeah. <laughs> I've been here a long time, guys. I'm really old. <laughs> you know, I got here in 1977. Wow. You can't tell me. Who was the president in 1977? Mm. I know. I actually do know. Okay. Who was but it? But I don't want to be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it would be, wouldn't it be Jimmy Carter? Yes. Oh, yes! <laughs> Very good. I'm so proud of yes. myself. Jimmy Carter was the president in 77 when, okay. I, when I got to town. And that's why you don't need to go to college, kids. <laughs> Maybe we won't spread that. I, hey, I went for two years, you know, and dropped out. So, you know. 
I don't want to get in trouble by... I'm going to say this about college. Yes, okay? yes. Four-year college is perfect for some people, but not so perfect for other people. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think my son will mind me saying this, but, you know, we knew, his mom and I knew that he wasn't four-year college material. He mm-hmm. wanted to work on, on cars. He yeah, is extremely sure. gifted. He's, he blows me away. He's very, very intelligent. He can take apart anything, not just a motor. He can take apart anything and put it back together again. Wow. I have no wow. idea where he got this talent from. <laughs> not from me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a clue. Uh, but so why don't you go to Hennepin Votech, a two-year automotive program? Yeah, Which is for what sure. he did. And he's been at the same garage for many years and does very, very well. That's awesome. And fixes my car. <laughs> yep, and maybe mine. You'll have yeah, to give me honestly, his number. Yeah. We have major car issues have, like have, every other month. We have a lot to talk about. <laughs> no, he's uh, he's doing what he loves. That's yeah. awesome. You know, and it's a gift that he was given mm-hmm, where he can do sure. this. You know, and, and, and Molly has her set of gifts, and she's one of the most artistic people oh I know. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Again, not for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know where this is coming from. You know, her, her, you know, her mom was a, a dancer, still is a okay. dancer. So, you know, there's some... There's the dance gene. There's the dance gene. Mm -hmm. And the photography thing, I think, just is part of the art, being able to look at something and see something. And I don't know how she does it. She looks at things and says, how did you come up with that? I don't know. I just saw it in my head. Yeah. And that's that's not me. I have a head full of information. Yeah. That's my talent, if you want to call it that, where (laughs) I I can recall things very, very quickly. And people think that. I think that's a talent. Well, in talk radio, it served me very well. For sure. Because they would ask me, Lori and Julie would ask me questions about something, about music, how to pronounce something. Yeah. Most of the time, without looking it up on Google, I could answer the question. Not because I'm really smart, but because I have great recall. Sure. And you remember. And I remember. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I can bring it it to the forefront of my brain. Bring it back fast. Bring it back fast. I don't have to think. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think I've, I've been blessed in another way, I guess I credit my late dad for sense of humor. Um, here's what a sense of humor is. People think, no. <laughs> Some people say when a guy's a woman or a man is laughing at a joke, they say, oh, he's got a great sense of humor. Actually, that's not what a sense of humor is. That's an appreciation of humor. Mm-hmm. And this is not me making this up. I heard a famous actor say this. And he said, a sense of humor is knowing that what you are about to say or just said is funny. That's my sister. That's mm. a sense of humor. They know it will you be know, funny. Right. You know people I will know laugh. it's gonna be funny and mm-hmm. it's 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 instantaneous. Something yep. will come out of my mouth and right away it's so fast somebody says something and it's it could be two or three words. Yep. And I if I say this, it's gonna be funny. What would you say to somebody who like knows what they want to do, but not how to get there. So someone who's 19 again, okay. you know, fresh out of high school, mm-hmm. supposed to start being an adult, but no idea, you know, a fake Essentially adult. Essentially us, fake adults, <laughs> yes. What, would you, what advice would you All give? right, so you're telling me that you don't know what you want to do or you do know I what know you want to do? I know what I want to do. What do you want to do? I want to be a photographer. Okay. Well, if you can uh, just try things, uh, reading uh, maybe even looking at things on YouTube, people that are willing to share their expertise. Mm-hmm. That certainly helped me. I always learn from, from people that had 
been years ahead of me. Mm-hmm. And they would point things out. And, wow, gee, I never, never thought of that. Um, seek, you know, if you can find somebody that's, that's willing to mentor you. Yeah. You know, especially in photography. Check. check. I was about to say <laughs> check. You know, it, there's no substitute for experience. Yeah. There, for there sure. just isn't, especially in, in photography where so much of it is, is self-taught. Right. You're learning along the way. I don't know how to do it, but I imagine yeah. from, you know, watching Molly, she just learned things along the way. She she tried things and then it didn't work or it did work. And mm-hmm. she just kept at it and kept at it and, and, and learned so much on her own. Um, so she was she was driven, you know, to, and uh, I think she did have some people help her along the way, gave mm-hmm. her some guidance, especially in what kind of a camera to use, what kind of a lens to use how to use, you know, the Lightroom program. Yeah. You know what that is, right? Yeah. Uh, You're very informed. Well, it's because this. I've been I watching her. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I've been seeing what That's she's been going yeah. through, mm-hmm. you know, and, sure. um, well, support is important. Yeah. And yeah. If, if, if you have a support system, I yeah. don't know who it, who it might be, but I think it, it makes a big difference. I agree. Whereas... You know, she would want to show me a photograph or take a look at this. And you were, I mean, everything was, you are so talented. I cannot believe you are doing this. This is amazing. I have a couple of her photographs at, at uh, you know, at my house. Yeah. And I've and one is just a picture of a pear in black and white. But there's just something about it that yeah. says that that's Molly. That's the kind of photo she that's would take. That's her eye. That's mm-hmm. her eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't have an eye. Mm-hmm. But Me you neither. probably have an eye. They have an eye. <laughs> <laughs> you again, that's something you can't you yeah. can't teach. It's it's a gift that you're given. For sure. You know that you have have an eye. Just like being able to sing. Do you sing? I sing. Okay, that's a gift. Mm-hmm. Um, you can learn how to be a better singer. Totally, voice lessons. <laughs> right, but but you still have to have the basic talent. Yeah. And then you can improve on that talent. For sure. And if you have an eye for photography. You're already one step ahead. So then what would you say to someone who has no idea what they want to do? And they're, well, they're you know, that's a, really, that's a very tough question because yeah. I, I wasn't one of those people. Yeah, for sure. And I realize, guys, that I'm very lucky mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. But just like my, like my son and like, you know, and Molly sort of found her way there. But I was one of those lucky ones that knew what I wanted to do when I was in, the, in my teens. Yeah. That, wow, I wish I had a better answer for you, but not having ever experienced that, I'm not, not sure what to say. Just maybe sure. try a lot of different things. Yeah. And maybe something will stick. And see what it is that sticks. Because I feel like for me growing up, I knew since the beginning I wanted to be an actor. I did shows at Stages, Children's. I recently did the Guthrie. So I like finally started climbing my way up. And then COVID hit. And theater is asleep yeah, for years and it's and it's scary because it's yeah. like oh something that i want to do for my life could be so easily put on pause so now i'm like starting to explore other options i also have like a huge passion for travel and intercultural relations and see how i can bring those two together so i think although i may be in the same boat as others who don't know exactly what they would want to do because some of my plans have changed find a passion and make it a project that's what we're doing. This yeah. is our passion sure. project. And it's carving a path for us. It's something that's keeping us motivated. 
Yeah. That's a great point you made is finding something that you have a passion for. Mm-hmm. Uh, Everybody has a passion. I, I, I've never been bored. In, I mean, eh, sometimes. But for the <laughs> most part, I, I know I, I would because every day was different. Sure. It was always never the same thing. Certain mm-hmm. things have to be done and formats to be followed, but there was always new things happening. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, you're to be, you know, commended, and you Thank too, you. for having a having a passion for something. And it may not you may not know what it is yet. You know, I'm I, I can't. You're on on the Guthrie. I'm just blown away by that. <laughs> that was sexy. <laughs> <laughs> that was really fun for me. Um, to bring it back to podcast and radio because that's something that Mira and I are starting to dip our toes in what is your opinion or what would you say the difference is between podcasts and radio I know there's so many but there also seems like some similarities well podcasts are free form any radio station you work for has a format Mm -hmm. things that have to be done at certain times whether it's commercials to be aired traffic to be done weather to be done um, you know, uh, guess on, guess off. So there is, there has to be some structure to it, and you have to stick to that structure because if you don't, everything goes nuts. For sure. But uh, with with podcasts, you don't have those constraints. You can kind of go anywhere you want to go. With it, there's nobody to say you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, why not? Yeah. Sure. Well, nobody's done it before. Well, there's a perfectly good reason exactly. to do it. Exactly. Yeah. Because nobody's done it before. Mm-hmm. Um. So to me, you know, I, I've only done one podcast in 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 my life and it was with a a a partner a good friend of mine and we did a a music based a music history based podcast and uh, you know we loved doing it yeah but uh we had to give it up because it was just we didn't have time anymore because we were doing it along with our other station duties Mm -hmm. yeah so we couldn't do that would you say that podcasts are starting to rise and could be the future while radio could be slowing down or do you think there'll always be a place for radio i think there'll always be a place for radio Uh, you know the the indications are that when you look at uh you know things like ratings um they're just as strong now as, sure. they, as they've ever been. There will always be a place for radio. One thing about radio is, and, and you'll hear this when they when, when people you know, like to brag about radio, radio is it's local. Okay. And th- that's one thing that a station like My Talk would strive to be because you couldn't pick us up and put us in another city. Right. We were local. We talked about local things. Mm-hmm. So people can. It makes it relatable. Exactly. That's there the perfect go. word. It, people would hear it and they would say, I know exactly where well, they're talking you, about. Yeah. You become like names. Like you become a family name, kind of. In oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. In, in talk radio, it's, you know, people call you up. They, they, mm-hmm. they know who you are. Sometimes they want to talk too long. For but sure. But they do consider you almost like family. You're a companion. Mm-hmm. A little For different sure. in music radio because you're on, you're coming in and out, in and out. But at talk radio, you know, sometimes they'll listen for three hours at a time. Uh, music radio doesn't get that kind of, of listening. They may have more listeners than a talk radio station, but talk radio, they tend to listen for longer periods of time. Mm-hmm. And they just, they, they do feel like, yeah, we feel like we know you. We we know your, your spouses. We know your for kids. Sure. Oh my gosh. They all knew about that stuff. Yeah. Would you talk about your kids? Oh, on? sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it, it, cool. yeah, it was, yeah, it was fine, and we talked mm-hmm. about it. We we talked about 
making whatever but they they knew who our families were yeah and in music radio you don't really have that you're just a voice but you're you're just that the guy isn't going to start a woman start talking about his kids or his wife or husband whatever yeah (laughs) yeah 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 so it's just very different that way but that was one of the things that I think I had to learn and they had to learn too is you have to feel free to open up mm-hmm. instead of just being a, a voice be more of a, 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 a friend on the radio yeah. and you know well, you're not going to believe what happened to my daughter today and you talk about it. what happened right, you know yeah. and they knew their names and I knew Julia's kids names For and sure. you know it and Lori would conversation. it's conversational yeah mm-hmm. so it's just as if you're listening in on a conversation between three people that you consider friends. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Okay. for sure. I well, have a few friends whose moms are like huge Donnie Love fans. Were. Like, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Those days but they are have over. like t-shirts and <laughs> stuff like that. It's just really? crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. No, it was, you know, I, I had a great time doing it. Uh, you know, to, to, to be recognized on the street yeah. was always so bizarre that would be and crazy. in the strangest places uh coming out of target yeah, you know really? it's a, you know hey donnie how you doing man <laughs> somebody's pushing your car hey i'm good how are you, you know, uh, did it feel good it felt great for sure it felt great to be you know and they to be recognized yeah, like that recognized, and sometimes yeah. even just my voice they would recognize That's wow crazy. Yeah, and you know, and, and the same thing for Lori and Julia. They would be, you know, they're up on the billboards and they're getting recognized, mm-hmm. and they have very distinctive voices, so they would certainly get recognized. Do you still uh, talk with them now? That all you know, it's is mostly I don't really, not by phone, but we still text yeah. back and forth. Uh, they're always looking for, you know, when they do this thing called Friday Picks about new TV shows that are coming out. You know, I'll send along. Oh, I may check this out. Check this out. Check this out. Maybe mm-hmm. you like it. Maybe you won't. Uh, they seem to, s- seem to still appreciate, you know, getting those because it's hard to keep up with everything. There's oh, so much new sure. stuff with mm-hmm. all the streaming services. Mm-hmm. There's a constant barrage of new shows. Yeah. And, you know, my tastes are different than their tastes, but they might like something I liked and vice versa. Yeah. And sometimes, no. <laughs> you know, she, Lori would say, you should, you should take this show out. Okay. <laughs> Ten minutes in. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. That's not for me. So... M- my apologies in advance if I'm kind of all over the timeline here, but where did Donnie Love end? And what have you been doing since then? Donnie Love ended on the 1st of May. What year? This year. Oh, wow. Oh, I, I thought you guys knew that. I did. I don't think you did. Oh, Sorry. Okay. I, I was out of the loop for that Sorry, one. That's, that's all right. That's all right. You know, it's, it's uh, you, you know. Do you miss it? Uh, yeah. I, 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 there's a lot of things about it I miss. Mm-hmm. Uh, COVID took a... It's taken a huge toll. Yeah. For sure. And I certainly wasn't in, in, immune to that. Radio stations have not been immune to that. They've been hit because people aren't advertising. Well, sure. what is a radio, how does a radio station make their money? Right. By yeah. advertising. Yeah. So you would lose, you know, people stopped advertising because business was down, and that has a direct effect to the radio station. And mm-hmm. decisions had to be made, and cuts mm-hmm. had to be made. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, I was one of the people, and I wasn't the only one. There were a bunch of us. For sure. And hard decisions had to be made. And I know they were very hard decisions for the people that had to make them. Mm-hmm. And uh, they felt very bad about having to make those decisions. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess I wasn't surprised. You sure. have a feeling sometimes. And um, I think, uh, you know, the, the general manager felt worse than I did. 
So I said, okay, yeah, well, I guess I'll I'll move on. They I'll took move on. Yeah, mm-hmm. they took care of me and uh, head held high, knowing that you did a great job for yep. 18 years, almost 18 years. Our life, <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Anytime wow. in the future, mm-hmm. no matter what you're doing, 10 years from now, whatever you're doing, something happens, you lose your job through no fault of your own. It happens all the time. Mm-hmm. It's ha- it, this isn't the first time it happened to me. Wow, it's happened okay. several times, but never through anything I did. Sure. Cha- format changes, pro general manager right. changes, mm-hmm. station gets sold, you know. And that's all, that's all you can do is you pick yourself up and dust yourself off and move on. So what I'm saying to you both is chances are it's going to happen yeah. at some point. Something's going to happen and you're going to get let go. Mm-hmm. And you've just got to, you know, you might feel bad for a while, but you got to say, okay, what's next? I'm, I was really good at what I did and I know I was good. Mm-hmm. I didn't do anything to, pr- to lose my job. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've got to move on to the next thing. There we go. You can't wallow. It's good advice. Right. You just can't. I'm not saying it's easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's the one thing I would, you know, suggest to you both if that ever happens to you down the years. Don't yeah. let it, don't let it get you down. Yeah. You know? In some ways it makes you stronger. For sure. Cuz you can handle you got to be able to handle adversity. For sure. <laughs> and that's part of being an yeah. adult. Yeah. Because, you know, life isn't always going to throw you fastballs. <laughs> You're going to get a lot of curves. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. when you think things are going, bam, something yeah. happens, you know, yeah. out of In the blue. Second. Mm-hmm. That's how quickly things can change. Wow. But as long as you're doing what you want and what you love, yeah, do it. We're also both very big believers of, like, everything happens for a reason. And so I think that kind of pertains to that. Like, everything really does happen for a reason, and you grow from it, and you learn from it. And Even if we don't know why, right. and it sucks sometimes, right. but we know <laughs> that we'll learn from it. I think that's something I can always, like, truthfully know about myself, that no matter what happens, how many times I feel pushed down, there's just no way that I'll stop. No. Until Nor I reach you. my goal, and then I'll change my goal, and I'll get that, too. I think you have a very healthy attitude. Thank you. We get what we want, but we work for it. Yeah. That's you, how yes, I like you to have say to that. work for it, yes. <laughs> yeah. I was never given anything. No. Yeah. I had to work for everything. Right. Uh, you know, did it help maybe making some connections? Oh, for sure. Yeah, but it wasn't a guarantee of anything. No. For sure. I didn't get the job in Minneapolis just because I happened to, you know, strike up uh, conversations with the program director. If he didn't think I was good enough, mm-hmm. he wouldn't have hired me, and no matter how many mm-hmm. times I talked to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was, get your foot in the door, so he remembers your name, yep. but then he's still got to say, yeah, okay, I think he's the guy for the job. He could have easily said, not this Maybe time. Not, yeah. Not this for time. Sure. Yeah. So now do you think you'll stay in Minneapolis? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no reason to go this anywhere. This is home now. Well, it's, yeah, I mean, how many years is that? I've lost count. Yeah. Many. Anybody can do the quick math in their head? No. Okay. I didn't go to college. <laughs> I, I didn't. dropped out of math my senior year, <laughs> so there's that. I was so glad when I got to college, I didn't how have did to take math anymore. I finessed. Oh, God about that. Yep. Math is, there. we'll just leave it there. 43. We'll, just, we'll leave it at math. 2020 to 1977. <laughs> 43 years? Wow. Wow. I think he's... Yes, 43 years. Wait, that's how old my dad is. <laughs> that's... Cool. All right, good night, everybody. <laughs> oh, my god. Wow, goodness. I told you Gosh. I was old. But, you know. <laughs> he didn't want to hear it, Mira. Sorry, that's my bad. That... You know, I started crazy. I started wearing my hair a different way. 
because I used to just come with straight bet Molly's going to die when she hears this. <laughs> I used to just, because it was really easy to take care of, I'd come out and I would just just brush it straight back. Okay. I never had to do anything. Did, nope. did it just like go pointy straight no. up? Or no, just, just nice wavy swoop. all the way back. Okay. Just real like easy waves. to take care of. Hardly any of No product, no dryer, nothing. Okay. Just, you know, <laughs> towel dry, brush it. I'm Five good to go. out the door. There we go. Out the door. Yeah, that's why you hate guys. Because <laughs> <laughs> they can do that. That's so annoying. Reasons. Many other reasons. Honey, are you ready yet? <laughs> Just a minute. Anyway. Uh, so a few months ago, I went to, uh, she had to, she used me as a, like a test subject. Mm-hmm. So I went out to her school and she was doing my hair and then she, she parted it. And I said, I haven't worn my hair like that since high school. And she said, well, you should do it. It makes you look younger. <laughs> you so do look young. Every, now I'm wear every day and now I, I wear it with a part. I love it. Thanks to her suggestion. I can't imagine how it would look other, yeah. Older. Older. Oh, it would, <laughs> it would look older. There we go. Oh, wonderful. Well, thank you. Thank yeah. you for having thank me. Thank you so much. It's so been nice a wonderful experience, and I wish you two the best. Thank and uh, keep keep doing what you're doing. Thank, thank you. you. You have a bright future. Thank you so much. Maybe in a couple of years we'll have you on back, and we'll be in a different place with our Oh, podcast. you'll be in some fancy studio <laughs> somewhere with an engineer sitting behind oh, a giant yes. control board. Mitch will know. have, like, a huge building. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Oh, oh, oh. Wow. I remember Mitch when he was in the basement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's come a long way. And you guys will have agents, you yeah. know. Oh, you know. yes. People calling you. Thousands right. of followers. Yeah. <laughs> Can we be on your show? I'm sorry. We're booked. We're yeah. booked. <laughs> that would feel amazing. Well, thank you so much again. This has been incredible. You're quite welcome. And we love this new Space and Sound Nice studio. So shout We're out so to We're so excited them. to see where this goes. And we will see you guys next, next week. Next week. Starting in November, we are doing episodes every single week. We are so excited. We have guests lined up for every week of November, all entrepreneurs. Um, we are highlighting entre- entrepreneurs for our National Entrepreneurship Month, and we are very excited. So make sure you stay tuned to that, and we'll make sure to announce them soon. See you next week, guys. Thank you. Bye.